Well, hey, everybody, it's been a hot minute. Welcome back to the Primary Care Podcast. It's your boy, Dr. Mark List. Uh, before we get into today's episode, uh, let's look in the uh, primarycarepod at gmail.com inbox. Uh, that's where you can get back to me uh, with any jokes, any notes, anything that you want me to talk about. Uh, today's joke comes from, yet again, anonymous listener, uh, Dr. List, a sheep, a drum, and a snake fall off a cliff. Butum <clears throat> yep, good one. Um, also, this year I wanted to make a new um, uh, a new piece of the podcast. I'm going to make it short. Uh, this is Doctor List recommends. Um, I don't talk about it much on the podcast, but I am a huge reader. Well, I do talk about it a lot because I read a lot of medical stuff, but I also read a lot of books in general, uh, whether it's audiobooks or actual in uh, in uh, paper books or on a Kindle. And uh, I, the book that I wanted to uh, start off with recommending today, uh, I have a a. a best fictional book I read last year and a best nonfiction book I read last year. The best nonfiction book I read last year was called Range, Why Generalists Triumph in a Specialized World. Um, And the plot is, plenty of experts argue that anyone who wants to develop a skill, play an instrument, uh, or lead their field should start early, focus intensely, and rack up as many hours of deliberate practice as possible. If you dabble or delay, you'll never catch up to people who got a head start. But a closer look at research on the the top, the world's top performers, from professional athletes to Nobel laureates, shows that early specialization is the exception, not the rule. Um, this is by author David Epstein, and uh, uh, again, very good nonfiction book. I read probably 80% fiction, probably about 20 to 20% nonfiction. Um, so don't expect too many good uh, nonfiction books, but uh, I have a lot of good fiction books that I'll be recommending this year. So uh, with that, let's uh, start the episode. Primary Care Podcast is written and edited by a family physician for an audience of other physicians, nurse practitioners, physicians, assistants, residents, and medical students interested in primary care topics. This is not a podcast for patients and should not be used as medical advice. This is also a personal podcast produced on my own time and solely reflecting my personal opinions. Statements of this podcast do not reflect the views or policies of my employer, past or present, or any other organization with which I may be affiliated. Thank you for listening to the Primary Care Podcast. I'm Dr. Mark List, here to bring you the latest news, guidelines, and updates from primary care sources around the globe. Keeping it under 15 minutes long because you're in a hurry and I'm not that smart. Okay, okay, okay. So, uh, hot minute. It's been almost a month since I recorded an episode, and that's actually a, a two-part reason um, why that had happened. Uh, so, number one is I took some time off, actually a lot of time off around the holidays, um, spent time with family, spent time with my kids, uh, traveled and saw my, uh, my family, uh, and then I also uh, just didn't find that many interesting studies. A lot of um, year-end stuff is more of like a review And a lot of medical journals have like best articles of 2022, most impactful research of 2022. And while those are sometimes, um, sometimes useful, I think that there's, um, a lot of it's stuff that we've either covered or stuff that's not really, um, that cool. And, you know, I don't want to waste your time or my time making review stuff when you can just go back and listen to old podcasts if you really cared about those topics individually. Um, and today is, um, there's a couple of studies that I got on the queue. Um, they weren't that cool, so I decided to jump into something a little bit different today. But every year um, in primary care, I do, you know, obviously we do a lot of physicals, we do a lot of yearly exams, biometrics, and every year I like to have a talking point. Because besides, you know, when you come in for a physical, people are getting labs done, they're getting their screening labs, they're getting, uh, you know, discussion about screening cancer uh, tests, mammography, PSA, colonoscopies, et cetera. 
Uh, you're talking about updating their vaccinations. You're trying to talk about exercise and diet. Um, you're trying to talk about uh, their meds or any problems they've had recently, at least I do. Um, and, and that can get really overwhelming, right? But there are hundreds of other little things that are recommended to talk about, evidence-based recommendations. Uh, for example, uh, last year, um, I made a point to, in addition to all those things I already talked about, try to remember to say, if I had a, a second, hey, remember, if you're out working in the yard, um, hunting, uh, working with loud equipment, make sure you're wearing ear protection. Um, and in my state, it's really, really super common to see uh, men especially, but women too, but men especially, at very young ages need hearing aids. Um, and so I, I, I thought this is the year that I'm going to try to remember to recommend that. And you know what? Uh, you know, I, there's a hundred other educational topics that are helpful. Gun safety, making sure you lock your guns up. Uh, don't keep ammo with your gun. Make it hard for, you know, your teenager or other family members to either hurt themselves um, or hurt other people. Um, there's tons of other public health topics that I could bring up in front of my patients. Um, you know, different types of dietary or, or exercise stuff. And I try to talk, I try to keep it to generics, um, when I'm talking, unless I'm getting into it. And in previous years, I've talked about, you know, maybe trying intermittent fasting or, you know, the recommendation on exercise. So every year I try to pick one additional bullet point during, while I have all of that other stuff that I have to get done, I try to throw in one other bullet point because trying to talk about everything every year is number one, exhausting, but also number two, a little insulting to your patients. And so I try to do this kind of, um, mental rotation of, okay, what am I going to focus on this year? That way, you know, if somebody hears it from me, it's not going to be for another, you know, five, six, seven years, right? These, these one-off things, right? And so my one-off this year is really going to be a focus on motivational interviewing, especially about weight loss. Okay. And about exercise and about stopping smoking, because in, on this podcast, you know, that I love to talk about the fact that you and I have such incredible power when it comes to impacting behaviors of our patients, right? And we are some of the only people in our patients' lives that seemingly move the needle. Healthcare providers, uh, primary care providers especially, but any healthcare provider, any person in the medical field can make a difference because um, it means more coming from a patient, right? And we've talked about this ad nauseum when it comes to smoking cessation, when it comes to sitting sensation, cessation. I talked about that a couple of uh, months ago. Um, and so today's topic is about motivational interviewing. And here is a new technique that you can try. This is completely not evidence-based, but incidentally, this actually was brought to my attention by a patient about three or four years ago. And I had said, how did you lose all this weight? This is, a, this is amazing. How, how did you do this? And he said, well, it was about diet and exercise, you know, the basics, but more than that, it was a mental thing. And he, he brought up this post from Reddit. And if you're not familiar with what Reddit is, R-E-D-D-I-T, um, series of basically forums, uh, sub, you know, sub, subclassified into smaller subreddits. And this was about um, how people can get motivated. And this was a guy's post. And this isn't anybody famous. This is a guy named Ryan from Canada. Okay. Thank Shout out to my two Canadian listeners. Um, so this, this guy's post was, ouch. He, he's replying to somebody who's talking about the lack of motivation and them struggling to find motivation to, I forget what the, uh, I, I initially read the initial post, but this was a reply to that initial post. Ouch. Sounds like you've had a tough time, Max. Max is the guy who posted initially. That sucks. I've been there, so I kind of know what you're talking about. 
I've been in the ever-circling vortex of self-doubt, frustration, and loathing. It's no bueno, I know. If you don't mind, let me tell you a couple things. You can read them if you want, read them again later if you feel like it, but honestly, man, if I spend all this time typing this out and you don't get it a little tinder uh, for your fire, well, you're just letting both of us down. And you don't have to do that. You don't have to do anything, but you get to choose. Who am I? My name's Ryan. I live in Canada. Just moved to a new city for a dream job that I got because of the rules below. I owe a lot of my success to people much cooler, kinder, and more loving and greater than me. When I get the chance to maybe help out a little bit, I think it's a way of thanking them. Rule number one, there are no more zero days. What is a zero day? A zero day is when you don't do a single effing thing towards whatever dream or goal you want or whatever that you got going on. No more zeros. I'm not saying you got to be bust out an essay every day. That's not the point. The point I'm trying to make is you just have to make yourself, promise yourself that the new system that you live in is a non-zero system. Didn't do anything all effing day and it's 11.58 p.m.? Write one sentence, do one push-up. read one page of that chapter, one, because one is a non-zero. You feel me? When you're in the super vortex to being bummed out, your pattern of behavior is keeping that vortex going. That's what you're used to. Turning productivity, turning into productivity, ultimate master of the universe doesn't happen from the vortex. It happens from a massive string of consistent non-zero days. That's n- rule number one. Do not forget it. Rule number two, be grateful to the three U's. That sounds like mumbo jumbo, but newsflash, there are three U's. That's the, that's, there's the past you, the present you, and the future you. If you want to love someone and have someone love you back, you got to learn to love yourself. And the three U's are the key. Be grateful to the past, be grateful to the past you for the future, uh, Sorry, be grateful to the past you for the positive things you've done and do favors for the future you like you would for your best bro. Feeling like garbage today? Stop a sec. Think of a good decision you made yesterday. Salad and tuna instead of a Big Mac? Thank you, younger me. Was yesterday a non-zero day because you wrote 200 words? Hey, that's all you could muster. Thank you, younger me. Saved up some money over time to buy that sweet thing you wanted? Thank you. Second part of the three me's is you got to do your best to your future self, to do them a favor, just like you would for your best friend. That's, you got two. It's future you and past you are your friends. Tired as hell and can't get off the internet? F your present self. This one's for future me. I'm going to rock out and do P90 X for 17 minutes. I'm doing this one for future me. Alarm goes off and the bed is too comfy. F you, present me. This one's for my best friend, the future me. I'm going to go up for a five-kilometer run or a 25-meter run. Hey, it's got to be a non-zero day. Make sure to thank your old self for rocking out at the end of every single thing that makes your life better. The cycle of doing something for your future self and thanking someone for the good in your life, the past you, is the key to building gratitude and productivity. Don't doubt me. Over time, you should spread the gratitude to others who help you on your path. And rule number three, forgive yourself. And I mean this, maybe you got all the know-how, money, ability, strength, and talent, whatever it is that you want to do, but let's say you didn't do it. Now you're giving yourself a hard time for not doing what you need to, to be who you want to. Heads up, champion. Heads up, champion. Being disappointed in yourself causes you to be less productive. Tried your best on a non-zero day yesterday and it failed? So what? Forgive Forgive your previous self. I forgive you. 
But today, today is a non-zero masterpiece to my best ability of to, to the best of my ability for my future self. This one's for you, future friend. Forgiveness, man, use it. I forgive you. Say it out loud. And then he goes on to talk about the importance of exercise and books that I won't get into. But why do I bring this up? Okay. Because I think it's a great motivational tool. Okay. And I have used this on occasions with people who are dealing with uh, lack of motivation to consistently exercise, stay on a dietary routine, make consistent, make consistent behavioral changes, right? Because what we have an issue with as human beings is once we get into a pattern of negativity, once we get into a pattern, it is really hard to break that behavior, to break that cycle, to break that pattern. And I love the idea of non-zero days. I love it. From a motivational interviewing technique, from a, from a, a health standpoint, there is so much power in just starting that new routine, right? You have a patient who comes into your office who isn't exercising outside of work because they're too tired, is 60 pounds overweight, and can't find the motivation to eat healthy, to make their own meals, to really go on that diet that they know they need to, to curb those um, midnight snacking cravings, to make better food choices, to, to eat less, right? These are the types of things that can be really motivating, that you don't have to lose 20 pounds in a month. If you just slim down your diet by 150 calories a day, that one snack, right? If you do one thing, one positive choice during your day, that's a non-zero day. And, for, and, and, and be grateful to yourself yesterday when you wake up in the morning that you made that one choice right? And so your patient has to have that goal. Your patient has to have that, that plan in mind. They have to set that goal. They have to be the one who motivates the change, who is, who they have to be the one who wants to change, right? So that person who's morbidly obese, who wants to lose weight, that person who wants to get into an exercise routine, the person that wants to stop smoking. These are the things that you can work with them and talk about a plan of no zero days. Make every day a non-zero day. No matter how small it is, no matter how minuscule the choice is, I cheated yesterday and I went to McDonald's. I'm a failure, but I can make myself not a failure if I just don't drink the soda that came with it, right? Or if I left five fries in the bottom of the thing, right? That being grateful to your past self for not making that one minuscule bad choice then can lead you down a, a a cascade of making better choices because people, especially when it comes to weight, especially when it comes to dietary stuff, get in periods and patterns of self-loathing and they hate themselves for making these bad choices. And then they feel like they have to radicalize their whole body and it's exhausting. It takes a ton of mental energy in, in addition to physical energy to do. And so focusing on forgiveness, focusing on small changes that, 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 that then build and cascade into bigger, longer, more widespread and long-term changes and, and, you know, succeeding in these goals is then what can make big changes. Whether that's, you know, smoking, whether that's drinking too much, whether that's food overeating, whether that's lack of exercise, whether that's sitting too much, whatever the case may be, I think this is a great tool for motivational interviewing. And so this year, my thing that I'm going to focus on at my physicals and I'm going to focus on with my patients for this year is talking about 
having no zero days towards the patient's goals. And if they don't have any goals, well, then we're not going to talk about uh, having non-zero days. And I'm just going to skip that uh, patient and just do my normal stuff I always talk about in terms of all the other things that we have to do as primary care providers. So anyways, hopefully this was a helpful discussion on motivational interviewing. Hopefully this was a uh, helpful look at how I'm going to approach this new year with my physicals and how I kind of uh, attack kind of my my physicals. We can go over more details if you want to talk about like chart prepping and things like that. Maybe that'll be an interesting topic in the future, but I'm over my 15 minutes. So this is Dr. Mark List uh, for the new year uh, signing off and saying, you don't need to stay up all night, stay up to date. Thanks. Have a great week. God bless.